This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. Clint here with my special guest, Cecile, who is back on the podcast. She's going to be talking about mental health, motivation, becoming CEO of your own health condition. And this is such an important episode because we're going to talk about the whole mindset because Cecile's been through a ton of challenges with going through not just getting off prednisone, as we've heard in the earlier episode, but also other external pressures that happen in life. And we're going to talk about how to deal with this condition with extreme pressures, both from the condition and external influencing factors. So Cecile, thanks for coming back and thanks for talking to us today about mental health and motivation. Hi, thank you very much for having me back. Uh, yeah, I think for me, that was really very important things to, to tackle when dealing with the, with, with the rheumatoid arthritis, because we are putting so much effort in trying to overcome the disease in trying to help ourselves. But of course, we have life going on. It doesn't stop when you're trying to heal. So that can be, that can be big challenges sometimes. What I found really important for me, and I can see in the forum, I'm not the only one with that. We very often have this inner voice that needs to be changed. We very often talk to ourselves in a very negative way. Either we cannot follow the diet properly, so then we see ourselves really badly, or we can go to sport enough because it's very easy with uh, this kind of disease to say, oh, I need to rest. Yes, but where is the balance between re- needing resting enough and exercising enough? So you think you need to rest, but then you think maybe it's a trick you're playing on yourself not to go to sport. So there are a lot of occasions where this inner voice is really working against us. And we need to become our best friend because that's the only way you can overcome everything you are going to have to battle when it's of course, the effort you have to put in the diet, but special things that can occur, like trying to get off prednisone or having just real issues with your joints, needing to go through surgery like a lot of us had to go. So this is really a huge set to have when you have to face everything. For me, I would also really include about how you talk about your, your body parts. I don't have a bad joint, a bad joint anymore. I have from time to time a joint that needs more tension. That's really important to change how you tell your story, how you talk about yourself, how you talk about your disease. This is not something that is dragging me down now. It's just an opportunity to achieve better, improve, put more, put more efforts. Also, I would say before you can go there, and it might be difficult for a lot of people, you need to accept what is. You need to accept that you have this disease is totally unfair. It's an awful thing. Yet right now, right now, if you look at it, there is nothing you can change right now. It is what it is. You have it and you have to deal with it. The same for your limitations. Today, your limitations are those. Doesn't mean that you accept them 
and you will do nothing against it, not at all. But you have to accept them to be able to think differently about them and to start to see what is possible instead of seeing only the negative parts and only your limitations. Exactly the same with the drugs. When we accept that the situation is as it is, then we have the pure truth of the scenario from which we can make best decisions instead of sort of applying our own overlay onto the way we wish it was or the or making it worse in our mind than it is because neither of those mindset positions enable us to take clear action and what we're after is action and when you are still with this mindset you spend a lot of your time and energy fighting what Mm. is Mm. and trying to find a way not to think about it or find a way to think about what should be, what could be. And your energy and focus is there, which is totally useless. You just really uh, get exhausted with all this. Mm -hmm. Still, it's taking all the space in your life and in your head, and you cannot achieve anything because it's completely there. So that's why I really insist on saying accepting doesn't mean you settle for it and you think nothing can change. Accepting is just seeing things how they are now, just seeing the truth, because this is the fact and of the story. This is not debatable. It is there. And only when you are able to see that, you can look forward and say, okay, how do I get from here to the next step and a little step at the time and really start to see things in the little steps? Because if you try to think, how am I solving this? How am I breaking free of rheumatoid arthritis? You might just want to do nothing because it's big. <laughs> so mm. It's really also about going little step by little step, improve Mm. this, increase that, look at this, try to think about that. It can be a a difficult time because we also know that there is not one reason why you get HOMA. Of course, there is a a genetic component. Not everybody has it. Some of us do. But even then, it's not enough that you have HOMA in your family to trigger it. So there is the diet. We know uh, most of us how to handle this. There is also the stress, and the stress is also very difficult to understand at one point that, um, yes, you need to learn how to manage your stress, but you also look, need to look at your life and see where are the areas where you have a lot of stress, and maybe you need to change things in those areas of your life. And it can be very difficult, very overwhelming, because we are talking about relationships, we are talking about work, we are talking about really things that are pillars in your life and that you might not want to look at. I, I talk from experience there. So it's it's a very difficult time if you don't take care of your mental health. For me, what really helped me a lot is the Meditations and Teaching by Tara Bra. Um, she gives those for free um, on podcast, on her website, you can find her anywhere. I recently realized that she's also a writer, an author, so I just bo- just bought some books from her. So you can decide how you want to try it. Website, podcast, books, uh, that's really a resource that helped me tremendously. I shared it with a lot of people and I always have very positive feedback. She really helped me to completely stop the negative self-talk. Mm. So I mm-hmm. don't have anymore this little voice, which is always dragging me down all the time. Mm. And that makes such a difference because I don't need to worry about it. I just, when a problem arises, 
I don't have this terrible self-talk, what did you do again? That's just not there anymore. Can you direct us very specifically to a particular meditation or book or podcast or resource that was most helpful for you from her that helped you get rid of that negative self-talk? Because none of us are immune to that. I as well, I'm sure most people can relate to this negative self-talk. I'd like to know if there is something more specific than her work in general that you were using that most helped you. Definitely, I would, I would, I would talk about her, her talks. So a lot of them in her podcast are retreat talks. Um, what really helped me was one which was called Judgment, Acceptance and Freedom. Okay, great. So this is a retreat talk that she, she gave for free. You can find it on your favorite podcast app or on her website, which is tarabrak.com. Yeah, let me just spell that, T-A-R-A-B-R-A-C-H.com. Exactly. And this one is a, is a very important one. And I'm looking as, as I'm talking, so I'm sorry if I'm a bit slow. Um, uh, that's fine. We can move on. Now, what other yeah. things on your list here do we have for your mental health and uh, motivation uh, tips. So one one thing which is very important that really helped me, it's a book um, by Lisa Rankin, and the book is called Mind Over Medicine. Mm-hmm. It's really what helped me, as she said herself, becoming the CEO of my own health. When I started all this process to be diagnosed with rheumatoid, with rheumatoid arthritis and all of these those issues, I really had this feeling that each specialist I would see would focus on a specialty, you know. A rheumatologist would focus on certain points and would, for example, not talk to me about nutrition, would not talk to me about exercise or physiotherapy. So it was really everyone sees its point. I am, like any of us, a complex human being. My body does not react to one medication. My body reacts to medication stress, the weather, um, how good did I sleep, how much did I sleep, I wait, how late did I, did I go to sleep, the quality, of course, of my intake, of my food, but not only the quality, also when did I eat? Did I never stop eating for 24 hours or did I eat only once in the day? And everything like that was really difficult for me to, to, to navigate until I found this book and I realized The only person who can take care of all this is me. There is no doctor out there who would, uh, let's say, coordinate all those specialists um, who would tell me, oh, maybe you need to see your chiropractor because your neck looks stiff and you come to this and that, or maybe you need to see an autonomy therapist because she will help you with this and that. And I realized I'm the only one who can do that. And if I don't do it, nobody will. And I will just go on meeting specialist after specialist and who can help me with IBS and what would be the interconnection with the IBS and the rheumatoid arthritis. And so this is for me a fundamental thing to, to, to really keep in mind, you are the only one who can do that. You are the only one who could question what a surgeon would, would tell you about medication because you're the only one who knows no, I'm sorry, I don't want to take this painkiller because this painkiller is proved to be more prone to leaky guts than this one. Can we please switch? Mm-hmm. Doctors will start to look at you strangely. 
you might, they might feel like you're really a pain. No problem. I have absolutely zero problem with being a pain. This is my health. This is my future. This is my quality of life. I know. And if I don't know, I know who to ask. And I think most of the time, as soon as you present yourself like willing to work with a doctor, it might take some time to adjust because they are more used to patients willing to just say exactly what they just do exactly what they say without even a question. But when you can um, make this connection showing that I'm not against you, you have an amazing knowledge about your specialty. I have an amazing knowledge about my body. Mm. So let's, let's work together to find the best solution for me with your knowledge. And when you manage to establish this kind of relationship, doctors are really willing to work with you and they even feel that you recognize their knowledge, their specialty, and that they can help you. Mm-hmm. And they start to actually see that maybe you value your help, their help more than most of the patients because you're really trying to fine tune to your situation with their help. Well, yeah. And, uh, we don't always get that negative response either from the medical, as you're saying now, the, from the medical professionals, because I've had many a client who's following the Patterson program, you know, doing great things with their dietary changes and exercise, meet with their rheumatologist and the rheumatologist say, you're improving. I wish I had more patients like you because they actually doing something about it rather than just sitting back, allowing the disease to progress and requiring more and more medications. So. You know, there's definitely a, um, there, there is an equal amount of positive response from the medical community as what there yeah. is negative, at least as much uh, positive um, when, we're, when we're really paying attention to ourselves and working on ourselves as the CEO, as you, as you put it. And also what I find interesting is that it doesn't take that much more work to actually create a plan for yourself. So what I mean by that is, you know, let's say you've got your rheumatologist, uh, maybe you've got some, uh, the foot a little bit problematic, you've got to go and see the foot specialist to get some special shoes, soften your, soften the padding on the f- shoes, that sort of stuff. Or some. Yeah. Spe- let's say you've got a few different specialists that you're seeing, yeah? You've got some tinnitus you're going to see a specialist about. You've got a few specialists, right? It doesn't take a lot of extra time to sit down and, and work out a plan. And what might become evident is, you know what? Maybe that issue can be influenced by improving my uh, exercise. Instead of doing, instead of walking five kilometers a day, what if I was to do a low impact exercise for my foot, right? That might relieve the foot problem. And what about if I've got this tinnitus? What about if I improve further my dietary changes? Would that potentially improve both the foot and the tinnitus? Because we know the whole body's a, you know, a system nothing's uniquely out of whack on its own. The body's out of whack in, in general. And like just looking at the picture ourselves and being at the top of the tree, looking down and saying, okay, each of these things is happening and there might be some clues there. And it doesn't take it like that little exercise, no, a little example yeah. over two, one or two minutes here is all that needs to be done. How is this all fitting together? What do we got going on here? And the solution's always going to be partially making improvements to our lifestyle. 
And uh, yeah. they can just a little tweak here might be obvious. Something that's been sitting under our nose for a year could jump out at us and say, "Well, maybe it's the maybe I can back off the walking with that issue, or this, that, and the other." And that can come out at us when we when we do that. So that's great. Okay, so we like Mind Over Medicine by Lisa Renkin. People, I'll put a link to this in the show notes of this episode. Do we have any other tips here for motivation and uh, mindset that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, first, uh, some, uh, uh, let's say, uh, maybe unusual things about motivation. I know for you, it was, a, it was a poster with your goals that you had always visible. For me, there is something else which is also always <laughs> visible. That would be this. Um, this is a tattoo. <laughs> Pretty yeah. visible. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so when I was actually doing my, my battle against the prednisone, I, I realized uh, I needed something to keep up my motivation. And I wanted something to celebrate and always have with me. And uh, that was actually the statue to remind me all the time that I have the strength and I can do it. And, and I cannot avoid it. It's always there. And as long as it's moving, it means also, you know, I can move my hands. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good news. Yeah. So for me, I think we can all find something that helps us. I don't say, go and get a tattoo. That's not the point. Mm. But you can, mm. of course, but that's not, you know, that's not for everybody, I would say. Mm. Um, but it can be a tattoo. It can be journaling. Journaling, sorry, it can be, so for people who are in the forum, journaling in the forum is very, I think it's very helpful. Not only you help yourself, but you help other people, as I, as I discovered. Mm-hmm. You can do that in a, in a paper journal. And also what is very important for me is look ahead. Mm-hmm. Imagine what could be. Yeah. Not, not get in your head completely stuck in this life forever, but also don't look at what what life was before Roma and focus on trying to get mm-hmm. that back because mm-hmm. you have rheumatoid arthritis. You will mm-hmm. never be able to forget about the quality of your lifestyle. Maybe that's what you did before. Mm-hmm. No, that's not an option anymore. <laughs> if you want to stay in control and if you want to keep up improving, you need to be aware that you need a very good lifestyle from now on. So it's mm-hmm. useless to... Say, oh, I wish I could party again like this all the time. Yeah, one day you will be able to do that once in a while. You can't, you can't really look back and say, I want everything as it was before because there are reasons we've been there. Yeah. For a lot of us, we didn't hear our body whisper and we had to react and it was uh, shouting at us. <laughs> uh, that, that means that changes need to be really consistent. I don't say we will be extreme for the rest of our life. But we have to be aware for the rest of our life that this is there. And even when we overcome it, I think it doesn't take much to just come back and, and remind itself that, hey, I'm the beast. I'm there. Uh, be careful. <laughs> so for me, it's important to remember you have to look ahead and, and think about what can be good. And a lot of things can be good again. Don't try to replicate what was before. Yeah. Also something um, which I saw a lot. And I think that's one of the keys of success, or at least that's how it shows. Such a disease can really be transformative to an amazing point. Because for many, that's really the bottom of the pool that you need to reach. Then you can really kick up hard. I know for me, for me it was. I definitely had a lot of areas in my life which were a trouble. 
And it was so scary to even look at it uh, that it was much easier to just ignore everything and pretend, okay, it's not good, but, you know, if I try harder and harder and harder, then uh, of course it will be good. Well, I didn't have a choice anymore. Everything everything crumbled uh, at the same time. So a divorce, Roma, Roma uh, arthritis, and not that long after losing my job because I just could not um, work full-time again for about two years. That's the time you're protected in Netherlands, and after that, uh, you have to, well, your company can just uh, let go of you, and then you enter in another system. And yeah, for me, it, it really, it took to go that far so I could finally look at everything and say, okay, it's not working like that. Let's stop to do what is not working, and let's try to see what I really want, what I could really do that wouldn't stop, that would not hurt me anymore, because I was hurting myself in, uh, in many ways. So I think that's that's important to realize that can be very transformative. That could be an occasion to 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 improve many things in your life. I don't say I would, I'm happy to have muscular arthritis. I can't say that, but I'm very happy with a lot of things that happened since then. Mm, yeah, yeah, and and something I would like to share because for me that was a that was a trouble. Um, a lot of us are using the pain to as a motivation which I think is, is important because I'm very reluctant to take painkillers because I feel this pain is really my body whispering when it starts again and I need to listen to that and I need to take action and I need to realize something is not in balance anymore. But the problem is, like a lot of us, I did build a high pain threshold and I went to a point where the pain was pretty high and going up and up and I was just oh, it's okay, you know, I just need to do more of this, increase that. And it was it was too much, actually. And uh, I should have reacted before that it was too much. So it's very important to, yes, use the pain, but just be aware that, oh, maybe look at it more often than you want to, just to make sure you are still in a level of pain that you can use and not in a level of pain that is actually damaging because it's too much inflammation for your body to, to do good. So that's that's really something which is not easy, but I think it's very important to keep that in mind. Yes, that's a really good point. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, we've got a lot of tips from you there, and I know that you've had a lot of challenges that you've had to deal with, and you've got a lot of experience in this area. So it's worth pointing out how positive you always are inside rheumatoid support encouraging other people and sharing upbeat posts and not in a way that's annoying where we know that one day you're going to say you know what i can't handle it blah blah, blah. i'm freaking out no <laughs> it, it's it's genuine and i think that you know those resources that you've shared um both that video that can be watched online and also the book and also the other tips that you've given us uh can be really helpful so thanks for coming on this episode and talking about motivation and mindset it's really crucial when we're in pain when we've got problems and uh, we have a condition that, that threatens uh, the future because we often project and worry about the future. And um, that's, uh, that's uh, why we need to get our mindset and motivation and strategy correct. So thanks very much, Cecile. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.